Hello, friends. It's good to be with you as always. I hope this finds you well. Uh, today, I want to talk about another listener question. Uh, after one of our episodes recently, we were talking about prayer. Uh, prayer is a, continues to be a big thing in terms of our programming here. And I will mention again, to start, by the way, this 31-day uh, prayer um, retreat that we're doing online through the month of August. Please look that up on the, the website if you haven't already. Anyway, the question that came in, and I will remind you, I invite questions all the time. If you're interested in sending me one, um, I'd love to know what it is. But the question that came in is, why do Protestants and Catholics have different versions of the Lord's Prayer. Those of you who have maybe worshipped in a Catholic church or no Catholics will know uh, that typically Catholic, Catholics leave off what we call the doxology. So that's the part of the Lord's Prayer at the very end that says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. If you look up the Lord's Prayer in Matthew and Luke, which are the two places it shows up, you will find that the doxology is not there. There's usually a footnote. Um, but it's, for example, in Matthew, the Lord's Prayer ends with, and do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. And then there's a note, if I can look at the small print quickly enough, um, that says, other ancient authorities add in some form, for the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours forever. Amen. Uh, but it's not typically, that last doxology is not typically part of the actual biblical witness. Now, um, it's not foreign to Jewish uh, worship, and if you look up in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, you will get, for example, something that sounds a lot like the doxology from the Lord's Prayer. Again, this is the Old Testament that says, Yours, O Lord, are the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and on the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. So it wasn't unusual for the Jewish people, our forebears in the faith, to add that kind of doxology, just, which, by the way, just means a word of praise to the end of a prayer. Uh, but again, it's not in the Bible. So how do we end up with, on the one hand, in the Protestant churches, a form of the Lord's Prayer that includes it, and in the Catholic churches, a form that doesn't? Um, we will link uh, to at least one article that talks about this in greater length, but in brief terms what I would say is this. Um, there seems in the ancient world to have been a tradition of usage of including the doxology in the Lord's Prayer even though it wasn't always in the biblical witness. Um, and to this day, again, if you look at most Bible translations, it's not included. Um, so there's a long tradition going way back of using it in traditional forms. Um, but what happened is, um, this is a highly compressed version, of course, the Reformation happened in 1517, started by Martin Luther in Germany. It then spread through Europe and eventually made its way to England uh, and got wrapped up in some new and different ways with the life of Henry VIII, which is the uh, topic of a whole bunch of podcasts we could do. Uh, after Henry VIII, of course, uh, Elizabeth I eventually took the throne in England. And by that time, so this is the late 1500s all the way to about 1600, there was a desire among many people, including Elizabeth, to sort of differentiate 
Uh, if, you're, if you're a Catholic, it's to differentiate from the Protestants. If you're a Protestant, it's to differenti differentiate from the Catholics. So while the translations in English of the Bible that they were using in England did not include the Lord's Prayer, Elizabeth I, and in the Book of Common Prayer, uh, which I've got a copy of here, uh, they did include the doxology as a way, essentially, to say, we're not the same as you Catholics. We are different, and this is one of the ways we're going to signal that. Now, here's an interesting point about this. Um, to the degree Protestants and Catholics um, have discussions or conversations about what makes them different today, and those of you who have, I've had conversations with know that part of my sort of emphasis in ministry is to try to bring us together rather than drive wedges between different Christian uh, traditions. But to the degree we talk about differences, one of the differences that Protestants will say is, well, we're more Bible-based. Right, And you Catholics, you're more tradition-based. You have this accretion of tradition that's non-biblical. The curious thing about the Lord's Prayer is that it's, it's switched there. And in this case, I think you could make a very strong argument that the Catholic use of the Lord's Prayer is more true to the biblical witness, and the Protestant use of the Lord's Prayer is more uh, filled with tradition that's outside of the Bible. Now, that may or may not interest you, but it's a reminder to me that when we make assumptions about our faith, we should always check them. Always do your research. Always do your homework to see if what you believe is really true. That's one point. The other point is, of course, whether or not you use the doxology in the Lord's Prayer, it doesn't change the content of the prayer that comes to us directly from our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And I would submit that what connects us is far str stronger than what divides us. And I'd like to pray that in these days especially, we can feel an alliance and a solidarity with all of our, our Christian brothers and sisters around the world, as well as, for that matter, those who are of different faiths. Thank you to the listener who sent in that question. Uh, thanks for being with me today. As always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.